You're listening to Turn Zero Lists, a Legion 99 production presented by 6UP Supply. Hello, loyal Legion 99 listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turn Zero Lists brought to you by 6UP Supply. Visit 6upsupply.com to see our entire line of premium gaming tools and accessories, including our latest large form and scatter terrain products from three amazing partners, Hammerfall Customs, The Legion Outriders, and Team Relentless. Uh, I'm Keegan Evans, and but this week for uh, for Wookie Weeks, I'm flipping the script and giving uh, the host role over to Mike Cirillo uh, because I'm actually going to talk about my lists. Mike, welcome back to the show. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. You've been doing these interviews for the last like four months now, and never once until like 48 hours ago did we think about swap- swapping this. Swapping this. Ooh, that's, that's a great start. Yeah, uh, that's all right. Yeah, that's, that's why I did the Loyal Legion 99 listeners first bit uh yeah no i'm excited uh excited to come on i have uh had a fun time being a, a somewhat well, let's call it creative list builder for my own game for the entirety of my legion career and uh having a chance to talk about it here and be interviewed by you is, is a lot of fun so yeah thanks for giving me the keys of the caboose so let's just dive right into it here right. um what what is the basic concept that you decided to go with this time all right so we uh i when lando came out i wanted to figure out a way to play him and there was a lot of uh a lot of kind of energy around lando and op luke and and other things that can really be clean lando cassian uh some some clean like fitting into existing rebel uh wisdom of, about how to play well and if anyone who knows uh my history of Jin and pathfinders and um uh <laughs> shooting pre-nerf myself air in the speeders. Foot. yeah pre-nerf <laughs> air speeders shooting myself uh in the foot uh uh stubbornness is is my real trait so when i see lando i think uh empire strikes back um and lando is shows up at, and works with han and chewie um of course the solo movie too i love lando in there so uh i wanted to figure out is Lando the key to making Han, if not good, uh, at least relevant again for some fun? And so I started off building this list out with Han, Lando, and Chewie uh, all together and seeing what it would take to go uh, go from there. Yeah, that's under 300 points, so it gives you quite a bit of space to work with still. It is, it is, yeah. Um, I started, I just left them all naked. I didn't really have a, a specific upgrades in mind for them. Um, and... Uh, so to fill out the rest of the list, I started to build in uh, a, a core set that I was com- comfortable with. Uh, and I've been playing double vets, fully loaded, and double Mark IIs for quite some time in my in my gym lists. And so I know how I just kind of know how they work on the table, and I'm really comfortable with them. So I, I dropped them in here. Um, I also love uh, opportunities to fire support um, dice pools that have. Uh, really strong keywords in them and uh, w- whether it's Han's Pierce 2 or Lando's Sharpshooter 2 or even uh, Chewie's uh, Pierce 1 Impact 1 those are all attack dice pools that I would love to throw a Mark 2 behind uh, getting it getting it in there and so when I say fully loaded Rebel Vets that's with the Heavy Trooper with the comms tech for the extra black dice and the ability to add an HQ uplink uh, I put offensive push on there because I, I love to increase my uh, recover efficiency and i put recon intel on there because like i talked about getting those mark twos into uh advanced range um to uh help support uh, a lando shot an infiltrated lando shot early is is going to be a fun trick here and throwing units forward especially with white saves is something you've had a lot of practice with with pathfinders and, mm-hmm. and such mm-hmm. over the years so 
that's probably right up your alley. It is. Yeah. Uh, it, it is not as simple as, oh, look, I've got this a little further ahead. <laughs> it has to have to have some deliberate kind of terrain and pathing planning. Um, I also leverage Chewy's Guardian to keep those Mark IIs safe. Um, well, safer. Uh, and if well, and if not safer, at least alive a hair longer. <laughs> so. Yeah, the more shots that the opponent has to waste killing them, you know, mm-hmm. the more value you've gotten. Yep, yep. So when I when I think about how I'm gonna, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, how I'm gonna deploy, I'm I'm generally gonna set up so that Chewie can be in guardian range of both of those Mark IIs from the beginning, and that's gonna be his really primary role as things things are starting to move forward is keeping them alive long enough to be relevant. Um. But it wouldn't be Wookiee Weeks if I didn't have more than just a single Wookiee Mini on the table. So I'm actually also bringing two sets of Wookiee Warriors in this list, both of them with offensive push. Now, I'm already pretty capped out on uh, on points uh, going into this. You mentioned that my th- first three heroes were under 300, uh, but both of those veteran squads are at 99 points. So I'm, I'm racking up the points fast. Uh, so I'm only putting one Bowcaster Wookiee. Uh, uh, one of these squads is going to have four Wookiees in the, in the Pierce 1 Impact 1. Uh, one of them is just going to be um, the three Wookiees that are, are going to be yelling and screaming and charging into you with that duelist uh, keyword. Uh, and that brings me out to a... Uh, uh, to a total of uh, 10 activations with a, a five-point bid. Um, I circled back and I did throw situational awareness on both Han and Lando. Uh, both of them between command cards and teamwork have a lot of options to get dodges. And keeping them cagey in their positions and both with uncanny luck, uh, have, have being able to roll off, uh, sorry, block, dodge away those uh, errant crits uh, is a nice, nice bonus. So you left yourself a little bit of a bid, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any consideration to putting tenacity on that naked Wookiee squad as well? Definitely thought about it. Um, in fact, probably uh, probably need to think more about it. Um, tenacity on those Wookiees is really good. The, I did have tenacity on originally. The one reason that I uh, took it off, <laughs> it's actually because it was tempting me into uh, more bad behavior than I was actually getting value for um, because it was uh, I, I was finding myself uh, taking more risks to try to get them shot on the way in, uh, which which uh, on larger dice pools, my three unit three Wookiee unit doesn't really survive. But I think uh, I think as I start to circle back and refine this uh, list, that's probably a good consideration to come back in and, and solve through actually uh, smarter gameplay rather than <laughs> trying to trick myself into playing smarter. Well, before we start talking about tricks with the command hand, my last mm-hmm. question is: Does this new battle shield wookie interest you at all instead of the bowcaster if you're only going to be having one uh it does uh i haven't played around too much with it in this list um the bowcaster at range three just does give me so much uh potential but um i definitely think that once that thing comes out um i'm going to be playing around with what with what makes sense um i'll also be looking at what uh you know, I think what what is the what are the new Wookies four four points more expensive than Rebel? Yes, Wookie? they are seventy three instead of sixty nine. Okay, uh-huh. so like what what I really think might might see more action is perhaps that uh, Bowcaster unit gets upgraded to the range three one, so that I've got that range three attack, uh, and and maybe the others stay the same. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to play around with it. I'm super excited about the dual faction new Wookies coming out um, because I love I love good Wookies and I love more wookie options <laughs> i totally hear you so your wonderful notes that you've left me here so that i don't really need to do anything to host huh. says i should ask you if you had any tough decisions on the command cards you've got 
three characters that are basically based around their command cards. What did you decide to go with here? Yeah, and a fourth character that actually has one uh, a really powerful command card with this pairing. Uh, That's true. <laughs> right we now, uh, we do have R two D two in this list as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, this was a tough tough choice. One of the one of the cool things that I was going heavily into. Um, Lando brought us the contingencies keyword, and that gives me the ability to put three extra command cards in in my pocket to use, um, which opened up some flexibility a lot. The other thing that I love about um, what I was trying to do with this list uh, was there are some Hans command cards have always been one of his biggest strengths, and and there's some there's some fun stuff that could always be done with with his command cards in there when combined with uh both contingencies and how the the text on lando's command cards there are some really powerful tricks uh that can be played when 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 building that and planning that out together so um ultimately uh for i'll talk about chewy his only relevant command card would have been notorious scoundrels which Mm -hmm. would have allowed me to bring one of Han's cards back. And that was super tempting, but um, ultimately I did not include that in favor of Assault uh, to have better um, order control uh, and a better ability to throw some orders out to power my, um, either get orders onto the Wookiees uh, if I need them for timing reasons or uh, get orders uh, onto the Vets for fire support reasons on turns that my HQs are down. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So if you run into the situation of you're trying to set up the fire support, but your comms tech has already been tapped with the uplink, mm-hmm. yep. you know, do you want that three pip out there? Yeah, and that, and that's what, after a few rounds of playing, that's what I ultimately did um, uh, in order to have that flexibility. I do generally play uh, Rebels, the vets, uh, in a bit of a slower, more plotting way where they're often um, move recovering or shoot recovering um, the first yeah, uh, on the turns that it applies, I, I will sometimes recover vets two to three times a game um, to keep that offensive push and that HQ uplink where I need it uh, in order to power the other things that I'm doing. Um, but uh, I, I really wanted that extra flexibility with the with the way these other command cards were working uh, to have assault in there. The other thing about assault is I wanted to have that in case I lost. Um, uh, sorry, because of how change of plans works. Change of plans requires me to discard it, which means that I would lock uh, Lando's uh, three pip into contingencies if I didn't have that. Um, I also found that if Chewie got a little aggressive with Guardians and got killed <laughs> with Notorious Scoundrels, uh, then then a useless Notorious Scoundrels was gating Lando's card in contingencies. So I had to I had to plan for all of those things um, and landed with the flexibility of assault in this case. All right, let's talk about the one pips a little bit because I think you've got a lot of a lot of choices to make there. Lots as well. of choices here, yeah, absolutely. And this has evolved too. Uh, originally, I did have uh, blast off in the mix. Um, I think at one point I was actually bringing um, two one pips in the contingencies um, to play around with, but I, I wasn't uh, actually using it that much, and I ended up not bringing uh, not just not blast off, but not any of our twos. Uh, command card so r2 is a r2 is a threatening presence uh, <laughs> without uh but it's it's a lot of threatening in the in the unknown uh, of what he can do um or getting on the right setup and and uh forcing attention to be paid to other things to get him across the board um i ended up landing on putting sabotage communications and sorry about the mess in uh in my main hand okay uh, and an idiot's array in contingencies uh one of the 
so sorry about the mess is super powerful. There's a lot of different ways, especially with my HQ uplinks um, and with uh, Lando's two pip, but basically allowing me to put an order on whoever uh, on a sorry about the mess turn that I can guarantee that who I need to shoot first and potentially with fire support shoots <laughs> shoots first on the round that I play it. However, sorry about the mess is technically a zero pip, which means that it cannot be used to trigger um, a contingencies. Uh, swap out. So I have to consider that on, on how I'm limiting myself to get to contingencies by having sorry about the mess in the mix. And then um, how about our two pips? So uh, two pips. So two pips moved around a bit. I put Ace up his sleeve. Uh, I put all of Lando's cards in contingencies. I think that um, with especially with contingencies three on Lando, just having them in there uh, where if I lose Lando, I'm I'm not locking other cards out that were in contingencies. Uh, if he dies, his cards are already contingencies, and and I don't have to worry about getting to other cards. Um, and, and I set it up there. So his ace up his sleeve is in there because it's super powerful. It, it can be played out of c- commands uh, command phase uh, with its capability, and and it can be played out of contingencies that way. Uh, I brought push uh, for order control. That often actually will be possibly um, my. Re- my turn one play to get orders on the two Wookiees uh, because I, I probably want to hold them back until the end. Uh, but I also have Reckless Diversion because that can also be an, a semi-effective um, turn one play uh, in order to set me up uh, where I can draw fire. I can put it on Han and someone else that I, I want to either have order control on or risk getting shot to draw some of that long-range uh, fire um, where he he has uh, I can get a dodge on him through teamwork, and then he's got situation awareness um, and is, is can be relatively protected. So a he lot can of what still I was be doing, kind of tanky yeah. when he gets into heavy cover with that. He he can, uh, or even light cover because he has low profile natively. That is true. Um, so he and as long as keeping him at range. One of the things that I've learned is Han is not. And I don't know if he ever actually was, uh, as tempting as his keywords are. Uh, Han is not a frontline uh, fighter. Uh, he's not strong there. But Han can be really surprisingly effective for endgame cleanup uh, and hanging out in the back uh, and actually doing a lot of just the the dirty objectives. So I've had games where Han is actually my guy running around <laughs> sabotaging evaporators uh, in the back uh, or holding down a, uh, a safe uh, intercept point um, until later in the game. Um, so this command hand was built to set up for one other big, uh, powerful trick, uh, that, that I, 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 we shouldn't leave this section without talking about. And that is, um, Lando's fully charged idiots array. Lando's idiots array is a crazy card that natively grants him gunslinger and marksman, uh, which means whatever aims he has can just start upgrading dice results. And gunslinger means he gets two shots off with his, uh, sharpshooter two black and red uh, range three attack now this card gets more powerful uh the more command cards are already in the discard pile uh and it's most powerful when there's a three a one and a two pip already in the discard pile so normally that would mean you'd have to uh play it out you know round four or something you're getting this this one pip out to get it fully charged Contingencies, whenever you use contingencies, uh, means that the card is discarded before that the new command card is played. And additionally, uh, Han's change of plans tricks mean that I can take what on a normal, without any other tricks uh, effect to fully charge, would have to wait until at least round four, and I can make it happen round two. 
uh, by playing a two pip in my first round, and then by opening round two with change of plans, uh, which discards change of plans. Uh, so a two and a three pip are in the discard pile. Then playing sabotage comms, uh, which is my one pip, and deciding to contingency, putting sabotage comms into the into the discard pile, uh, and play idiots array. So I right away have a fully charged idiots array, which grants Lando three aims for that marksman and three dodges. Um, when we talked about earlier getting the, the Mark twos up, I've got the vets advancing. Uh, I will often be double moving the Mark twos on turn uh, one so that with the HQs up on a, on a uh, Idiot's Array, I now have the potential for six dice, one red, five black, <laughs> with Sharpshooter 2 into two different targets. With Marksman. Uh, with Marksman. <laughs> Uh, and if I've got Lando in position, that I'm fairly confident that between heavy cover and four dodges, uh, I'm sorry, three dodges, he'll be okay. I can pl- I can uh, just uh, aim and shoot um, on that. Uh, and he will have infiltrated, of course, to, to set himself up for that. So it takes a ton of planning preparation, um, is mildly broadcast, especially for any listeners to our, our show here. <laughs> but it also uh, can really shut down other aggressive lists from moving up too aggressively there. Um, yeah, that's true. And you could even potentially play it at like a two thirds charged play with his uh, two pip from the contingencies just to get mm-hmm. it onto one of the Mark twos, you know, like yep. halfway into the game. So it's got yep. some flex. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so ton of ton of options there. That's one of my favorite plays. Uh, and then his two pip is just so flexible uh, coming in and, and frankly, following up with a three pip off of that um, with his all in. Uh, especially if the Mark II survived that round two, uh, which with Chewie in place, they one of them probably will. Um, I can I can follow up with uh, a ton of observation tokens out, uh, and then a fire supported Lando attack is actually a pretty good one to take the gamble step on the attack, where you um, where you declare that you need to see a crit result uh, with six dice. It's fairly uh, decent chance yeah i think it's i think it's average odds to get one crit out of that which will automatically add two more crits to the pool so on a on an overall average six dice pool um with sharpshooter two having pretty average odds to add an extra two crits to that is is really fantastic um, yeah that can be totally devastating yeah yeah uh, so yep. yeah, this this episode was always going to be long on the command hand uh, conversation for that reason, but that, that's that's the big big picture on on that play. Let's kind of break down our big picture just a little bit more then, and let's yeah. briefly talk about our battle deck because you've got yeah. some choices. I do. <laughs> let's start with some of the things that you absolutely wanted. Let's go ahead and give me the top two that you want for each category off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually think. Um, so even with a five point bid, I'm generally expecting to be red player. Um, so I didn't. I don't know if this list is actually great at any one thing. Um, so I probably am putting my my relatively safe ones. I'm going to say that intercept the transmissions was the one is the one that I absolutely want in here, because round two is a scoring turn and with a center objective that I can that I can get fire support fire on. It basically is going to force my opponent to decide whether to seed me to risk me blasting with uh that lando power or just to seed me that um turn two scoring opportunity um and then from there i can uh try to hold on to it for the remainder of the game or threaten with r2 uh, 
uh, to to play into the tie. So I think intercept is my my absolute favorite for this one. Yeah, definitely agree because that also works for round four as well. If your mm-hmm. opponent decides to seed round two at the start. Yep. Yeah. Then I can if I and if I see it if I if it looks like they're holding back, then I can go a little bit more conservative in my round two play uh, and and set up um, for for other things, expecting that by round four. They'll play. They'll they'll probably look to flaw Lando on that key turn, but uh, they'll have to decide how they set up for it. So, and range three off of Lando is no no joke. So. No. So, what else uh, do you like for the objectives here? Uh, for objectives, I rounded out with uh, breakthrough sa- sabotage and recover. I talked about uh, Han being good at uh, sabotage. Frankly, Han's great running around the backfield, picking up the safe uh, uh, supply boxes, um, and Breakthrough is really just in there because of the double points for R2. Uh, because, you know, things that I really don't want in this list, um, I really don't like, uh, uh, I really don't like key positions, frankly. Uh, and for a similar but different reason as Intercept. Whereas Intercept forces that early approach, key positions uh, scores at the end of the game. And I don't want to rely on my firepower <laughs> staying healthy <laughs> until the end of the game uh, to, to be able to get in there and score. Uh, looking at the deployments, um, I think my uh, my must-have in here is um, I actually really like Hemden. Uh, I know it can be very risky against uh, Jedi or fast movers, but I can also pretty effectively stand by Castle. Um, with my Mark IIs and make a make it a threatening approach, and this list enjoys having uh, having early range three access close up. Yeah, you've got some a couple pretty large pools there that you mm-hmm. really need to leverage if you're going to make back your points. Yep, yep. Uh, conversely, long marches I don't want at all um, because it takes forever to get into where I need effective firing range, and I'm going to get shot up on the way in. I'm assuming rollout tends to fit into that as well. Then rollout also tends mm-hmm. to fit in, yeah. So I end up bringing for deployments, uh, uh, hemmed in, danger close, battle lines, major offensive, uh, for me. That seems pretty safe, and they're all things that R two is great at scoring on. Exactly. I I did kind of uh, <laughs> err on the side of start with what R two is good at, uh, and then uh, and and then go from there. Uh, a lot of that is I am not an experienced R two player, uh, and so I know that I need to. Uh, give myself every advantage if I'm actually going to pull off an R2 score. <laughs> uh, and finally, on, on conditions, um, Rapid Reinforcements is actually my my must include on this one uh, because I have two Wookiees. And being able to have two Wookiees that are also uh, the only special forces and I can get pretty good um, uh, order control on round one with uh, two HQ uplinks that are going to give four orders um, so I can have, I can have a bag that is only two tokens, uh, plus the two special forces. So I can, I can, del- I can potentially delay them pretty late in, in where I place them down. And Wookiees, Wookiees at range two of opponent's forces are really one of my favorite things. Yeah. Especially when one doesn't have the bowcaster. Exactly. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, I think uh, Minefield was probably my... I'm not bringing this. Um, I've played around with Minefield before and enjoyed using it to my advantage with lists that use Danger Sense. Uh, I don't have any Danger Sense <laughs> in here, and I don't <laughs> trust any of my units to survive stuff. 
So uh, I didn't I didn't want to bring minefield. So I rounded out rapid reinforcements, limited biz to give me that advantage, that turn one advantage of moving into position. Um, help helps me feel a lot more confident getting my Mark twos into position for a, a turn two attack. Um, hostile environment because uh, I uh, I like keeping a suppression on R two. Uh, and supply drop because I love supply drop when I have heroes, um, this many heroes, uh, and even frankly, vets getting supply drop is is fantastic. There's a lot of good guards in there, especially for yeah. something like a hollow projector. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, hollow projectors, money on this list. <laughs> oh yes. So we're setting up to a tournament. We've got a yep. battle deck here. Yep. What are you hoping to see with something like this? Uh, I'm actually hoping to see a non-armored droids list. Um, I think I can, uh, Staps might give me a little bit of trouble, but um, I, I've got pretty good protection if I, it require me to turtle up a little bit uh, for Maul, but um, I've got a lot of larger dice pools to chew through some of the other ones. Um, also happy with most Rebel lists, uh, even, frankly, uh, Airspeaker lists, because I've got some impact uh, between Chewie and the Wookiees. Yeah, that you do. And, and the uh, Surge crit from, essentially, from the Mark IIs and the Vets. Yep, and, and Lando's uh, I mean, Lando surges crit. I've got you know a marksman term on him. Yeah, I've got some I've got some good options. Um, so, what are you terrified of seeing on the other side? I don't think I probably have a good response to double AATs. Uh, Does anything? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's that's fair. Also, um, I think I also have mixed results against um, strong range four gut lines. Um, so whether it's your uh, like Imperial Shorelines or maybe a Rebel DLT line might also do some work on me um, because I, I really, I have a, I have a real drop off at, uh, at range three. I'm super powerful at range three, um, <laughs> but then everything That's goes true. to hell. Yeah. Um, there's not even a petering out. So anything that can chip away and stay out of there or kite me um, can be, can be really threatening. Yeah, luckily, you don't see too many Imperial gun lines these days. It's true. It's true. So, I did. I did. I did lose against a, a very unique um, stormtrooper. Uh, what's that range four gun? The, do they have the T twenty one? Is it the RTC? Uh, RTC with captains. Yeah, that was an interesting one. But yeah, luckily you don't see too many of those spammed in real life. No, no, I don't. No. <laughs> Let's get into our lightning round. All right. All right. Cookie cake. Is that the worst of all fake cakes? I think so. Uh, you said on one of the, I, we've talked about this obviously offline <laughs> more than we should. Uh, I, I just don't think it's cake. Uh, I think one of the big advantages to cookies is I can hold it in my hand. Uh, I don't want to eat a cookie with a fork. <laughs> you kind of just blew my mind there. I never even thought about it that way. <laughs> back, back to Legion related ones. Then. <laughs> double T 47. Is that scarier than double AAT? Uh, yeah, I guess we, we, uh, spoiled the lead there. Uh, I, I don't think it's quite scarier than double AAT in a vacuum, although I, I really am am impressed with the power of, of double T47. And I think, I think well-piloted, there's some flexibility. Um, double AAT is going to hold a center and it can do really mean tricks like blocking key positions uh, just by sitting on them. Um, but double T47 can, can get into safe positions in lines. Uh, and with that surge to crit, it's, it's a beast. All right. That makes sense. Good thing AATs are fast and have long range. Ah. Yes, yeah. I I know, and so do our listeners of our last Legion ninety nine podcast. Know you haven't played a lot of real life Legion recently. So, what skill related to real life Legion has most atrophied for you? Yeah, when I went up to that tournament uh, last week, uh, couple, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we talked about last Legion ninety nine. Um, uh, a lot of things were different. Um, 
one of the things that I'll be honest, it, picking up the actual tokens <laughs> the <end> of each <laughs> round. <laughs> Yeah, there's no like, button anymore. Yeah, there's no button. I had to think, and I had to go find all my tokens, and I had to think, okay, now I'm picking up my green tokens uh, to make sure I get them all, and then I'm, now I'm picking up my order tokens, then I circle back and I have to count my order tokens, and every single round I realized I missed one, so I have to go find that on the table. Uh, yeah, that was that that took a lot more time than um, <laughs> I'm used to. Uh, that makes sense. So you could use something like a burst of speed, potentially? <laughs> <laughs> so which of our newly upgraded newly revealed upgrade card names is going to get the most hyperbolic calls that it's going to break the game before we even figure out what they do. We have burst of speed into the fray or force lift. Uh, I know that uh, the common answer here, because uh, this, these are my questions is burst of speed. Uh, I'm going to go into the fray because I think once this initial hyperbole about what could burst the speed uh, actually be gets itself out of its system. Uh, I think that there's so many potentials of like it, what into the fray could be. Uh, that that it's going to it's going to be it's a much wider open. I think we're I think we're zeroing in on burst of speed because it's kind of obvious, <laughs> but into the yeah, fray into the name. fray could be a, a totally scary different uh, different set of possibilities. Yeah, I'm terrified that it gives charge because yep. then like maybe yep. I can fit charge onto something that doesn't have it already. Yep, that seems like a problem. <laughs> yep, <laughs> hopefully that's not what it does. Yeah, what faction? I don't even know why I'm asking you this question, but what is going to be your main faction by LVO? Uh, probably rebels. Uh, although I'm cheating, I'm judging an LVO, so uh, it won't it won't matter uh, what I play at LVO. But uh, I will say I have after we sign off here, I'm gonna f- uh, finish the last basing effect that I need to for a fully capable uh, clone army. I can I can run one of my Anakin, Obi, uh, and clone trooper lists. Uh, so I'm I'm playing around with that, and I'm also really excited to paint finish painting up next. Uh, the models I need to do my uh, Vader, Iden, Callus, Laat uh, list. Um, but if I'm being honest about what my main faction is going to be, it'll still be Rebels. Yeah, let's be real. And finally, which famous personality, living or dead, would you force to stream every game of Legion you play for the rest of your life? I am going to mildly cheat on this. Uh, it's going, to, I, and I'm going to say that it is uh, Elizabeth Banks and uh, her co-host in the Pitch Perfect movies, the commentators that, uh, at every um, uh, uh, acapella competition. Uh, I want them commenting on every game. I have. That's a uh, be- that's a deep cut. That's hilarious. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> All right, and thank you for coming on, Keegan. I know uh, you're usually on the other side of the chair here, but do you have anything you'd like to plug or tell folks where to find you before we go? Yeah, uh, you know, subscribe to Legion 99. Keep listening to this show. You can find me on uh, the the Discord at Metrokin. Uh, and of course, we talk about it at the top, 6-Up Supply. We're coming out with new products uh, all the time. They're not. We've got some great partner products coming out for Terrain. Uh, and we are always playing around and experimenting with with new things. We've got some stuff in the can that I'm really excited to get out. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna have some neat treats that are gonna go well in hand with uh, with conventions and not not necessarily gameplay related, but definitely st- uh, definitely Star Wars and definitely uh, fun and sustainable. So excellent. And just to wrap things up, if anybody out there listening has a list that you'd like to share with us and want to come on to the show, feel free to slide into either my DMs or Keegan's DMs under Ghost Walking or Matrokin, and we'll see you guys next time on Turn Zero Lists.